Power Lunch. I'm your host, Kevin Valley. My guest host tonight is Camila Evans. And our main guest, the fittest diabetic, the shepherd, <laughs> KKK, uh-oh, <laughs> Black Fabio. <laughs> I go back in the crates, boy. <laughs> Mr. Kerry Kimblin. Welcome to the cabin studios, my brother. Okay, thank you, thank you. I'm pleased to be here. You know, I've been here before. Before it was a studio. <laughs> I mean, it was always a studio apartment, you know, but, um, you know, we have a mic, so it's a little different, but I'm here. Glad to be here. Camila, how are you doing tonight? I'm tight. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> Going straight for it, all right? Podcast will recording this on a Friday night. <laughs> Let it happen. Camila came in from an after work drink. She's ready. <laughs> right now, everybody is trying to catch up to Camila. Yes. Right. So, Gary, why... People call it the fittest diabetic. Well, the diabetic part, I've been as diagnosed when I was eight years old. So if you do the maths, that would mean I'm about 18 years old now. Uh, <laughs> I'm a very, yeah, I'm a very young gentleman here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, but I was always, even before that, you know, I was always into sports and stuff. Mm. And it was good because, well, I just kind of had to continue now because, well, they always tell you to try to increase your activity when you're diabetic, you know, to control the blood sugar levels and stuff. And after some years of corporate life, I just didn't want to wake up to sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what what it would be, what would be the the exit from that. But I just didn't want to sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day. It could be anything. Like, I mean, I could have gone and drive taxi or something. I just wanted to do something else now. I said, I went for the computer for eight hours a day. It was just, it wasn't working for me. Just, that wasn't me. So, went into fitness and that tag is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's our Rocky. I don't know if I don't know Rocky. He's a bodybuilder. He real good. He diabetic too, but I think he had type two. So, I think I should be. Rocky, where is Rocky based? Rocky is being long psychology. Oh, no. It's St. James. So, yeah, he's like most abs diabetic, but I will take fitness. That Rocky, pick up yourself. <laughs> So let's kind of go back a little bit. Eh? So you know you're always involved in sports since you know you're, di- you're diagnosed when you're eight, but you're always involved in sports. You remember where where we know each other from initially? You remember? Well, it seems like it have something here, but I uh, <laughs> I was going to say school. You want to say four <laughs> one, right? I want to say four one, but now I have to try to. My memory's not the best. So I'll tell you that right now. Podcast world. Uh, really? You're gonna educate me right now. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. But there we go. Podcast world. <laughs> when I was. How old was I at the time? Well, let's say seven, eight years old. Every Sunday after church, my father would take me to the Queen's Park, um, what do you call it, the football club, um, by Harvard there. King George. By King George V Park, right? You know, I'll play football. You know, I was, I was actually better then than I you am know, now. You know that? But I remember, I remember that there was, there was a short trauma. You know, you always call it on the goals. He's the, he's the best player on the team. I used to win royal trophies and then yes, really yes, talk. medals upon medals. Baddest in football yeah, in Harvard. The baddest. <laughs> and that, so that was when I was like eight years old. So it's only years later when I saw me. I said, hey, that's a Kerry fella, boy. <laughs> you know, you're doing football. I can't say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's behind. I, I get a clear with that. I, I ain't fighting now one at all. That's in the past. As you say, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even know that, honestly. I didn't even realize that. Like, it had, it had a good few people who went here, I see, who played half or something, who I didn't even know. Like, these kind of stories. But this is the first time I end this. Like, this is... You see that one, boy? All right. I used to score goals, too. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I'm no, sure I was there. I was just a fan. I was just a fan. I was just a fan. And I used to get my little medal, too. I'm on my team. Everybody got a participation medal. I used to get trophies. Wow. If we be honest, I have those trophies at home to show. Those trophies are still up. Do you have trophies, Kevin? Huh? I have a medal. Yeah, medals. My mind moved, right? Yeah, medals. <laughs> so back to your diagnosis, right? So how did you feel? I mean, I don't know if you have much recollection. Um, yeah, um, as young as you were, but how did you feel after you got that diagnosis? How did your family respond and everything? Well, I can tell you like the um, I can tell you the story because it's based around Harvard football actually. Because well, as a star boy, <laughs> you know, I still got a tattoo. This guy, I'm trying to stop my obviously. 
you know. So like I had a, I got cut on my arm, on my ankle, uh-huh. and it just was taking a real long to heal now. Sure. Like it was a sim, a small cut, but it just wouldn't heal. Like two months, and it didn't get no scar properly, and I was just like, well, what the hell going on now? Um, so my mom just took me to the doctor. They test my sugar, and I guess it was I don't really know. I assume it was real high, cause my mother told me. So I guess he told my mom that he diabetic or whatever, and take him to the hospital tomorrow. So we just we went home, and then she told me that he had diabetes or whatever. And then back then, I mean, it's like like I didn't know what the hell diabetes was, whatever. I don't know. I was just a little boy trying to play my football and. Generally, like, my mom and the, the, my dad and thing, it was, like, that was, like, an old people disease now, so they didn't really know. I think I think they probably didn't really believe him, but they knew something was wrong or whatever, because, um, I mean, we went to the hospital the next day. But it's, like, it was just kind of, like, confusion. I mean, up to this day, I don't really, I don't really take on a thing, even things that are probably kind of serious as shit. So, like, when she told me, like, I didn't even take it on that night now, I was just, like, diabetes, all right, okay, whatever, I'm going to the hospital tomorrow, all right, okay, whatever. Um, I didn't really know. I didn't know how serious it was. I didn't know whatever. I didn't have no internet to go and Google it to see yeah. what could happen and whatever. You know, it's like I just take it. Right, whatever. I went and sleep. Next day we went to the hospital and I spent like two months in the hospital. Ah, wow. yeah, as a patient. But the thing about this is again, it's like it wasn't bad. Like for me, it was cool. Like for me, it was I get to sleep outside the house for the first time. It was just it was like a new experience to me. I mean. My parents couldn't stay every night, so obviously, you know, I had to be by myself sometimes, which was kind of tough, but really and truly, they, so they have like a specialized diabetes ward now, but they didn't have that when I was there. This is where Portsmouth in general. Portsmouth in general, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was just on a, a regular ward, ward 44. I'm talking about this in But they had like, they had real sick people on the ward, right? And for me, I wasn't sick now, like... Everything I was real normal so outside physically, yeah, you know, like <laughs> outside physically, I was real sick, but you could see that these other people physically sick now. Right. Some of them can't move on their own, you know, they have things holding them up and things helping them breathe and whatever, whatever. And for me, if I need to get up and pee, I jump up the bed and I go and pee. And for plenty of people around me, they can do that on their own now. And it wasn't even a children's ward, so it had like, it had some children, it had big people and things. It was just kind of weird. And... Honestly, that at one point it had they bring another kid in next to me for a few weeks sometime, and he actually died. Sure. I don't, I didn't know what he there? had. Yeah, what I was there, like I didn't know what he had, Ooh. but like they used to have the curtains up around him plenty of the times, and so when the doctors know, come, mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Like you're your level, it's like you got it. Yeah, we yeah we interact with yeah yeah whatever you know. Um, he was a young fella, and yeah, eventually it was like he just stopped coming back now. Because, like, they would take him to go to do whatever surgery and whatever every so often. And he just stopped coming back. And it was like, I think my mom or whatever told me, well, yeah, he died. But, like, I, I, like, that never even, like, scared me, now Because to me, again, like, I was a young boy. And, like, I know I good, now Like, I had to come and they had to give me the injection every morning, every evening, whatever. But I was never on no drips. People around me on drips right through. I was on drips for, like, maybe the first day. Just for them to get my in the in that kind of gear. But for me, it was never like, you're, you're really sick now. I was just there, kind of chilling because, I mean, up to now, it's still not great. But like the diabetic knowledge of the doctors, none of them were like specialized diabetes doctors now. Okay. So they just kind of had general knowledge. So back then, I was like, keep this person in the hospital for at least two months. You had to stay at least two months for them to monitor you and whatever. But, but I mean, now you don't even have to do that because of... The technology I might have and for them to be able to monitor it good now. Um, so back then, like, I just spent my two months, like, because I had to spend two months. Right. And um, yeah. And then. So you're lying for two months? Yeah. And I went to a man. So there were yeah. no other symptoms, like being tired or anything? Nah, I was. That was the, the food, yeah. Just the cut that just wasn't healing because I was real active. Like, I played football three, four days a week, normal. I think, like, just, I just had little child energy now. Yeah. <laughs> so it probably outweigh the kind of tiredness and the other symptoms I would get now. Like, I never... Oh, the, the only other symptom I had was, like, being thirsty a lot and mm-hmm. peeing a lot. But it was, like, because I was thirsty a lot, I used to drink plenty. So I just assumed because I drink plenty, I pee in plenty now. Right. You know, it's like, I, that wasn't really... Yeah, so it's like... But I, I just used to drink plenty water and I was like, it's good you're drinking plenty of water. Like, yeah. Drink some water. <laughs> yeah, drink water. So. 
All right. So, but how did that impact your your young but in uh, superstar football career? Yeah, well. It's all good downhill from there, boy. I'm mm-hmm. gonna... <laughs> I just no, want to lose his skill. I continue to rock up trophies if I've been on this trip. Continue to rock up them trophies after the army diagnosis. That is really, you know, the peak. It's still, still, you know, still a little way to go to, for the peak. Um, but as I tell you, it was for me. I was, I was normal. I was a normal child. The only thing is, and like even up to now, I'm sure you don't know how diabetes when it comes to you. Yeah. You doesn't know, so it's like anymore. When I reached school, when I reached school, it's like, you didn't, nobody knew. If I didn't, if I didn't tell you I take an injection this morning, you wouldn't know that. If I didn't tell you I had to take an injection when I go home tonight, you wouldn't know. So it's, that part of it never really affected me. I never, I even know, like, I feel this might come out bad, but whatever. It have like these kind of diabetes pages, uh, like Instagram and thing now. Diabetes account. So they will post like memes and jokes and whatever and diabetes awareness day and whatever, whatever. And like, Plenty of the time they post things like, um, you don't know how my day was. I had to stick my finger five times today and take six injections and whatever. And it's a whole long thing. And, you know, be kind to diabetics. And like when so- if somebody make a joke about, um, somebody bring a cake for somebody and they say, you're trying to give me diabetes. They, they make a big stink about it now. Right. But it's like, I'm funny, Jared. Like, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. Like, you know, it's like, it's not that sentence. Like, you're, you're real normal. Like, it could be real normal. So, it didn't affect me, to be honest. I I just rolled with it because it didn't it didn't really stop me from doing anything. The only thing it stopped me from doing is going to sleepovers. I was never allowed to go to sleepovers and things because I used to take my, my insulin on a, on a regiment now. And my mother was just kind of scared that something would happen if I was away from. So, with anybody who had birthday parties and sleepovers, I was never able to go. That's the only thing I was out of. But, that's one thing. <laughs> well, you sleepover by people now. <laughs> Okay, okay. Alright. So we back to you know your life at uh, St. Mary's College. Big up CIC. Big up to the Intercall Champion. But any were you in any other physical activity in CIC other than football um, and gym? Football and cricket. Play football and cricket up to under 16 for both of them. Okay, so then you went on to do your, your undergrad. Yeah. Where did you do your so, Um, undergrad was in Tampa in Florida. I was going to go Howard, but big up Leslie Ann Downs. She's my good friend as my mentor. She went Howard and she was just like, if you could go somewhere else, go somewhere else. I have a lot of black people. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Not yeah. in a bad way. Um, um, you interviewed a guy from Howard um, two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you crew every time. You know, I know. I had a couple of homecomings, you know. It was nice. It was a lit. Um, but I didn't want to go. I went to like schools in New York and thing. Mm-hmm. But I bought a cold weather. Right. So, Florida was the scene. I didn't want to go Miami because I didn't want to party so much. <laughs> I wanted to party, but I wanted to you know, have a little buffer to do my work now. So, mm-hmm. that's how I went to Tampa. So, Miami was a short two-hour drive away as necessary. Two-hour drive sure. as necessary. So, yeah, that's short in the States. Um, it's a straight road. A long in real time. It's a straight road. So, if I wanted a real, real pump, I could just drive to Miami and, or whatever. But, I mean... Tampa is a, a party school. My school is a party school. Big up university at Tampa every time. <laughs> Alright. So after what happened after you after you finished here? After Tampa, I came back home. I I love Trinidad. I always want to be in Trinidad. I always want to have my life in Trinidad. Ideally. I mean, if opportunity elsewhere presents itself, you know, I'll weigh things, but I love Trinidad. Give you know that. Yeah, <laughs> right. right, Trinidad, number one defender. <laughs> um, so yeah, opportunities were there to stay in the States after undergrad, but mm. I came back home. I worked for a bit. I worked Ministry of Public Admin and Ministry of Public Utilities. And then I left again to go do my master's in England. Right. This is a master's in what? Economics, Economic, right? Economics, yeah. Economic policy and international business. Right. 
government. And a scholarship from the government. Big oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> now, let's learn how to know our brains now. Feel because I'm doing push-ups and burpees. I don't have two degrees with distinction in economics. All right? Just let them know. You can use this as the, um, as the highlight video. <laughs> So I a master in Birmingham in England. It was the same thing with going Tampa instead of Miami. I didn't go London because I didn't want to be partying all the time. Wow. So I went Birmingham, hour and a half away from London. So if I really need to pump, I can just go to London if I wanted to. And it right away because when I went to school in the States, that was the first time I'd leave the country besides like Tobago. So I went on a big plane. I mean, there are people in the States and uh, school in Florida. But then, when you go, I go to school in England, you realize that when I was in the States, you meet real people from the States. But when you go to England, you meet real people from all over the world. Now. Over. You understand? Like, so, uh, people in Africa, our friends in plenty of countries in Africa now, mm-hmm. all over Europe, China. Mm-hmm. I had real Chinese in my, in my school. Yeah. Big up Dan Dan. <laughs> Dan McHale. Can't communicate, can't, you know, I ain't had the, um, the Chinese Facebook. Oh, so, um, she do have Zuckerberg Facebook in China. That my girl. So, yeah, I left there with um, my distinction, my master's. Don't forget. Could you start as a preview? All right, so, so, all right. Congratulations. Yes, guys. a brilliant guy. Yeah, establishes. Let's make it sure. Sometimes we'll start to repeat it. Yeah, he sat down next to each other in economics class, from six, and he kept me focused on everything, you know. That's me, though. All right, all right. So, obviously, you did well in, uh, in Birmingham as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now, you know, you're back in Trinidad. You know, you're back in Trinidad, but you're, you're avidly looking for for employment. Yeah, I had, a, I had, a, I had about a nine months, boy. <laughs> I had about a nine months. I just had a placard and thing, let people know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I have degrees. You could, you could give my work. <laughs> you know, because... The resume was going out like a like a factory line. Mm. And the response is, uh, you know, it was a one way street. <laughs> it was very confusing, <laughs> but you know, I stick with it. Yeah. You know, I say, you know, this is this is my this is my land. Mm. Let me continue. And eventually, funny story. It's how life is, huh? Nine months without no a job. I get interview. I get two interviews the same week. One with Sherwin Williams. And one with Unitrust. So I think the show in Williams one was Monday. So they have like a, like a, I guess a graduate program kind of thing. You start off as like a sales rep and then after whatever, nine to 12 months, you can move up to manager. Two to three years, you can move up to like regional manager, whatever, whatever. So they have that whole nice sales pitch and it's a big multinational. So I had that, that interview Monday, meet with the Latin American, Manager, whatever, whatever, thing. <laughs> nice, everything nice, right? Then I had the Unitrust interview, like, the, the Wednesday or something. That was good, too. And then, uh, say, like, the Friday, Sherwin Williams called and say, yeah, you get. I was like, nice. But the thing about the Sherwin Williams was, I was, was until, until 5 or 5.30 or something, so, right? And I had a, a training class I used to go to on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that I still go to that I came from just now. Exercise class? Yeah. All right. I used to start at five now. Uh-huh. So, that show them job was compromising. That's so, now. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me interject for a second here. So, now you're right. So, you got your two distinctions. <laughs> <laughs> Undergrad and masters. You came from, you came from London. You came from Birmingham. You passed, by past London. <laughs> you came from Birmingham. <laughs> you're back to Trinidad. You're over nine months. You have a placard to give me a job. <laughs> I am bright. Give me a job. Yeah. <laughs> you are offered a job, but because but nobody is interfering with your exercise. <laughs> so, you too, what happened? <laughs> no, I, I, you finished? Um, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. Right? So, I am a diabetic, right? I am obligated to exercise physically <laughs> to maintain my blood sugar levels at a reasonable rate. Therefore, exercise is a very important part of my life. Okay? And all of this work today. Yes, sir. Listen, podcast, we'll all have it wrong. Like, yeah, we're today. Yes, sir. You have to exercise. You have to, you have to feed the body, feed the mind. Mm. You understand? Feed the soul. Exercise mm. gives you all three. 
Okay. So yes, getting that show with them job, I was very hesitant to accept the time I guess. And, uh, did I say, I think I might have said yes already, you know. And I had to go into sign or whatever. But then Unitrust called, big up Auntie Judy, mm-hmm. Judith Sobia, right? Yes, Auntie Judy. Yeah. At, oh, I think I called her to find out what was the scene now because, well, she wouldn't help tell me yes. But let me know if I could get UTC, whatever. And she was just like, you're going to sell paint? <laughs> she wasn't having it. <laughs> she was not having it. And she's like, like, all right, I'll let you know whatever. Um, so I ended up getting you in a dress shop, which um, finishes at 4 p.m. So it's going to allow for me to, you know, transition to exercise class at an appropriate hour. So it was an easy choice in the end. Because let me tell you, that's when the job was a whole two-year program whatever you're set, you're set to go into the next stage of management and whatever. And your trust job was a three-month job because it was somebody who went on maternity leave. I was just holding on their position. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but your feet got exercise. But exercise. I had exercise for three months, for sure. For sure. Then we saved for two years. Anyway, this whole life has happened. This whole life has happened. I feel mean, like I was really wondering how my life would be if I take that show in the job. I was real wonder. But it's like, yeah, when I did, I go see that. Yeah, I go see that one player. Well, uh, so how long you spend? This one, yeah. So I just spent two years in the interest. Two years, because, yeah. Because after that three months, when she came back, they somebody vacate another position. They give me another three months there, and then I get a permanent position in another department in Unitrust. Right. This is marketing, right? Yeah, I was in marketing first. I was in marketing for, for six, for like, no, I was in marketing. Marketing for a few months. Mm. So, like, it's meet, when I meet then it's meet everybody too now. Right. So, I know everybody in interest in top, okay. more or less well, up to two years ago. And then I moved to risk. And in risk too, because there's now, like, developing the, the risk department. So, it's had to meet everybody again, basically. So, I was in risk for about another year and something. And that's the end of it. It's like, you know, when he's talking about exercising, it's all up and yeah, it's like, animated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. When he's talking about work, he's like, 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 This is what exercise does for you. It energizes. That's my business now. Uh, well, I mean, I just do it for vanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many reasons. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. So... After two years in UTC, you decided to to resign. Yeah. Like what happened? Like what what happened before that? Kind of. I mean, because yeah, on one one hand, you love exercise. You clearly bored in the corporate world. <laughs> but the other hand, you know, you have bills to pay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So what kind of kind of preempted that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that decision, that move, that jump? You, you watch the Bobby and you tell it. Well. So after after form six, my first job was in Movino. Pick up Christian and David Stone. They gave me a job when they now now open Movino. They are the 2015 Young Entrepreneurs of the Year, right? Yes. I have a point to that. Anyway, so I worked Movino. The first year they opened. So I learned the operation inside out. They were new young entrepreneurs. So I worked with them closely. It was like passive things were happening now. I was seeing everything going on, seeing how the company was growing. The HR aspect of it, the sales aspect of it, the customer service aspect of it, the financial side of it, all the stress of we only have one good night, we need to get another good night at least to keep paying these bills, whatever, whatever, you know. So I started off washing dishes. I moved to being a waiter, bartender. I end up being assistant manager. Assistant manager any day. Assistant manager any night. So... Like, I learned that whole kind of retail side of business on a small business scale there. Then, well, in Tampa, but in any states, they, they, there's push entrepreneurship. So, we had, like, plenty of entrepreneurship courses and different things. So, you learn, you pick up little things, you get stories, you hear things about these companies, Microsoft and Apple and how all these things start. You know, it's like one, two men in a basement kind of thing. <laughs> but, yeah. Again, but all that time, that was, like, passive things. Like, I didn't even... I was just taking in these things, not actively thinking because for me, it's like, thing I get my, my econ degree, I go in back home and work in the central bank. That's all I want to do. I want to be governor, governor of the central bank. Right? So, passive, passive all the time. In Birmingham, same thing when I went back to Birmingham was to get my master's to come back to be a senior economist in the central bank. 
But again, entrepreneurship, like my, my master's um, dissertation was on entrepreneurship in Europe versus the States. But at that point, it's like I still had no ambition to be a businessman on my own, small business, whatever, because I knew, like, I do real research on and see all the suffering you have to go through <laughs> to start up your business, whatever, you know, but passively again, I know how it could end now. Yeah. It could end big. But as I said, that wasn't on my mind at all. I can't tell you, I watch this movie or this day it happened, whatever. It's like, just over time, I just started to get bored of the, the eight to four thing and it just get frustrating. And it's like, I like exercise. I start doing little free boot camps on the weekend. I think KB probably comes on the, the weekend boot camps, you know, and I send out a broadcast. Because, like, I know real people, like, I real friends, let me see. So, I just broadcast all my friends, whatever, hey, come out, I do not work out. Chancellor, there we go, whatever. 20 people come, yeah, free. Let's go, 10 nights, whatever. I was doing that every so often, you know, I go in my, my Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Big up coach, Red Cheeping, and the whole MWF crew. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I get bored at work. It's not challenging me. It's not doing anything for me. I'm applying for things on the side. I was applying for like Royal World Bank and, you know, um, UN jobs and things. Because I like to see the world and stuff. Not getting any of them things. I know why. Well, alright. So, yeah. And then I was just like, alright. Let me see how I can make this fitness thing work. See if I can make money doing this. Couple of days after we got see thing, check out the bootcamp, whatever. Check out personal training, how this go. Where to do certification. Because, like, education is always the basis for everything for me now. So, basically, in the fitness industry, you don't have to be certified. I mean, there are plenty of people doing fitness and good at fitness stuff, and they're not certified, whatever. But for me, I wanted to get certified. Um, so, I am right now. I'm actually in the process of recertifying. Um, certified? Yeah, every two years, they decided to do another course just to stay here. Does that continue in professional education? Yeah. But it's like, it, they have no standard now. Like, you don't have to do it. Okay. I don't have to, but I'm doing it because I want the education. Right. Um, and I want people to feel confident in what I'm telling them. Yeah, so it's like, I figured out, like, I work some maths. I was like, all right, if I can get 15 people to come out twice a day, thing, I could, you know, I could, I could afford to pay my bills. Um, I could make this work. All right. Oh, so that's the, that's the break, even number 15 people. Well, not necessarily. That was just playing with numbers, whatever. That was just okay. five dreams at that point saying, whatever. Okay. You know, now it kind of, well, you know, it evolved and changed a little bit. I do corporate stuff and thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, the way it worked out in my head, I was like, yeah, it could work now. I could yeah. make it happen. Like, mm-hmm. I could live doing this. So I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. I started my certification process. They say it's take on average like three to six months. Yeah, you have six months to finish it from the time you start. And they say it's normally take four to six months to complete the course now. But I do the course in five weeks because I was just, no matter when I tell you to study, you are, right? nah, but like, nah. But I used to study like I had CXC dread. I used to go to work, go and exercise, go home and study. Go to work, go to exercise, go home and study. Every single day I used to reach home and study. Yeah, I used to study like, like I have a maths test tomorrow in the morning. I read that book cover to cover. Five weeks I do my exam, get done. I was like, all right, I'll do this. And actually, initially it was supposed to be four of us doing it. So we had a nice, a nice meeting, thing, whatever. Yeah, I go and do the, the nutrition part of it. Right, I go handle the, the business in the east. Right, we go handle the business in town, thing, thing, thing. Company logo, company name, bam, bam, bam. Go and fit. But I am done doing my certification because cause everybody in the group was mentally checked out at work now. They wanted to do something else now. But I was furthest along that path. And I already started my certification. I was, I was on like, I, I had my hand on the door handle. I was trying to open it and, and go. Right. But they were just kind of walking towards the door now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was at the door, ready to go. So I finished my certification, launch, and leave that work. Didn't get the bonus. Okay, you know, you could work for the whole uh, 2016. But if you're not employed, if you're not with the company in February 2017, when they pay the bonus, you ain't getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the scene. Because I resigned December. 20, whatever, 2015 bonus. I was paying the next year. I ain't get it. I get my grade to get my bonus. Whatever. I don't see. All right. That's dead money. So did you have any... Okay. So did you have any fears in making that decision though? No. 
Because Boom. <laughs> you can't like I can't be scared. I can't be scared. It's like, yeah, I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen, you don't know if people go and come, you don't know whatever, but it's like you have to have a plan, I have my plan, I know what I want to do, I know what I want to achieve, I know how I gonna achieve it, I know that if it's not working, I could possibly change this, change that, whatever. It's like when you when you're a businessman, you had to you had to you had to do it, you had to be all in. That's what it's all about. Other businesses too, you know, it's like you had to be, you had to be all in. You can't let anything, you can't let fear dictate anything at all. Fear always gonna be there, but it's like you had to face it because it could be done. You had to know you, you had to do it. Like I know I had to do it. I don't have a choice. I had to do it because right now it's just me in the business. You know, it's now, it's not four of us. It's me. I take it. And well, alright. So what happened basically? I, what I think now is all love between me and the people still, eh? But obviously, when I started off, it was, re- I mean, it's still hard. But when I started off, it was real hard now, like, suffering when you had two people in a class. You understand? Yo, way below your break-even point now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think they kind of see that. I was like, eh, maybe this job we have ain't so bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's like. Oh, so they still had their job? Yeah. So are you already out? Yeah, I out. I out. I out. Now, though, I jump. You understand? I jump. They still on the plane. But I jump and I tell them, throw a parachute for me. But <laughs> I yeah, I was out. Like I was out. I knew, I knew it had to be done. I had to go, and and I'm not telling anybody this. It had a point where after like six months, my mother come in my room. She's like, "What are you doing now? How are you gonna make money now? I wasn't making no money. Like all my savings done. I ain't build back up yet because I had to finance my bills for a year and a half before I even start to break even. And I start to break even. Yeah, son. So. Like, she's just seeing me spending money now. Like, money just going out. And that much money not coming in my van. She's like, what are you doing now? Like, it's not making sense. You have to, you know, you have to, you have to do something else. You have to figure out something. Blah, blah, blah. That got me vexed. But honestly, like, I couldn't articulate to her that this is how this go. This is what's happened. I know what I'm doing. I'm fully confident in what I'm doing. Like, still, like, it's hard for, it's hard for, for anybody to understand now. Like, like, if you look at me, like, all these financial people, if you look at my financials now, all they're going to be scared for me now. You understand? Because things ain't good. But things will be good. I know. I know now. And you just have to know. You had to do it. At that point, like, I didn't... You know, I was emotional as well. And she come at me with that now because it's like... Like, I know I'm not making money now. I know what I'd be like. I know, obviously, I'm not making money. But I have the plan. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I am seeing it. It's just not there yet. You can't see it, but I'm seeing it. Don't worry. Stick with me. Please. Give me that support. That's all I need. Even if you don't give me the support, I'll figure out a way to do it. So that was my, that's always my attitude when it comes to business and thing now. It's like, I know I do enjoy it. I will do it. You don't worry. I will do it. If you want to worry, don't worry wrong me. Worry on your side. It's cool. I have it under control. I will think. But she's, she's like, yeah, you have to change something. You know, I was just like, this is always going on. Like, it's not a bill. Like, you ain't gone. Coca-Cola ain't sell a million bottles in the first year. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, it's like... Yeah. And I, like, I know stories now. I know plenty stories of small companies. You understand? Microsoft and Apple was two people. Two people in a garage. Both companies. You understand? So, and it's like, I see a real, real, real good meme that I real like. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them text things up. Right. And it's a... Sometimes it might take 10 years for that one year that's going to change your life now. Right. You understand? Yeah. And you can put any number there. Sometimes it might take 40 years. You understand? Like, dog, Uncle Ellis was whining in front of KFC for $2. Uncle Ellis went, has been to Canada more times than me now. <laughs> I never went to Canada. Uncle Ellis has been torn in Canada. And he didn't even, he didn't even know. He didn't even have a plan for that. You understand? Yeah, right. I have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So... It's like, it might take 20 years for that one year till things hit, but yeah, you have to work. What's you prepared? What's you ready for yeah, that year? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it had no company that started off with 20 branches and a thousand employees. And it's, like, it's one, two, three people have an idea, start something, build it, and it grow. That's how it's go. Like, some people after a year, they catch a length and it's big. Some people, it take 15 years, you understand, whatever. Gonna sign up 65 when you start KFC. 
I've read these stories. I know all the entrepreneurship stories. I know everybody's story. Understand? <laughs> it's like I'm not worried at all. I think I feel like Trinidadians just feel like they feel like it happen for you because they're from Trinidad, whatever. It's like anything can happen. Dread. Oh, you seen Bo? Look at you seen Bo? Dread. You seen Bo from Jamaica in a small little village? Man, he's around barefoot and thing. Like, look at you seen Bo now. I see a video on on Instagram today. You seen Bo and doing nothing with Kevin Hart. You saw that too. Yeah, right? yeah like us. You think you we think once you say about seven years old, he know that was gonna happen, but he was running. Yeah, understand? He was planning. Yeah, understand? Things was happening. Yeah, you had to do it. It could happen. Like, yeah. it could happen for you. Like, you had to want it to happen. You had to work for it to happen. You had to work. You had to work. It's work. Real work. <laughs> so, media. Yeah, so I decided it was challenging for you for when you now started out and stuff. But in terms of now, because I mean, I know I kind of I kind of tipped in, you know, so many classes and stuff. <laughs> What I do notice, you know, when I come, even when I drive by and when you don't see me, <laughs> is that, you know, yeah, I always see the same people there over and over again. So I see like you, you have a, you have a following, a number of loyal clients who, a number of repeat clients. What is it that you do to keep those clients coming back? Because there's so many other fitness services. There's Zumba, there's CrossFit, there's, you name it. It's out there. You, you could go and buy a program online. Fits in 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, today itself, somebody asked me about the logo. So the logo is a, is a spade. A spade, a strong man spade. Right. 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 Um, <laughs> basically, the, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like the, the, the Acer spade, which is a, it's a high card in plenty card games now. So it's a high card. It's a real good card. It's the best card in... It's a poker. I don't know. It's not a gambling man. Whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> But it's a fit spade now. So, Ace of Spades is the best card. All in Fitness is the best fitness company. That's what the logo is, is based on. Yeah, I'll show a copy of the logo in the show notes. Yeah. It's about being all in. Like, as you could hear from the thing, like, the fitness thing has been part of me ever since now. Even before the diabetes. It's always been about fitness. I've always been all in with the fitness now. So actually, the thing about this, I I encourage my clients to they could go they could go to other classes they could go and do other things like I want you I don't I don't want you to only come to my class if you come to my class uh, four days a week when I have class hey hi real happy you know, obviously you pay me, you pay me but I want you to be so happy with with what happening in the class you see in your fitness improving you see in your body changing that the three days a week that I don't have class you doing something now. Yeah. You go in any gym or you go and run. You could go on at a class, whatever. Because you're all in. Yeah, yeah. Sam so is like, even though Carrie don't have class today, let me do some boy. Yeah, Sam, so I'll be ready for class Monday. I'm going to go and take a savannah. That's why I want now. I want my people to do things. I want us to do things outside of just class, hikes and them kind of thing. But like races and fitness events and things like that. Not just Monday to Thursday when I have class now. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. be all in every day. Do something every day. If you say uh, your community have a 5K, go out and do it. As give them like the, the, the freedom to, to do other things. Mm-hmm. But my class is the most enjoyable thing to do. <laughs> so that's why they keep coming back. Right. Okay. I mean, it's good, you know. Well, well the, right. And the main thing is, consistency is the only thing that's going to make a, a difference. I don't really like the, these things, but it's, it's true now. They say, a river do cut through a rock because of the persistence now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you anyway, if you want to change your body, you have to be persistent and consistent with what you're doing. So, if you come into class once a week, every two weeks, that makes no sense. And I'll tell you that. Yes, and it's so, like, so don't bother to come again. <laughs> well, you're doing other things. So, mm-hmm. right, if you're doing it, it's an addition, that's fine. But, like, I'll tell you plain, it's like, don't come to class once a week, every two weeks, yeah. and then expect to see a change in your body mm-hmm. and be upset with me. And ask me, well, how come I ain't it? I will tell, I will tell you a plane. It's like, I seen you three times a month. That, that not gonna make any, you're not gonna change anything like that. Yeah, you know You gotta be all in. Be, do some. If you're not, if you come by me once a week, two times a week, you better be going somewhere else five days a week. Yeah. You know Because you ain't making sense otherwise. I don't know. I guess that's why they just keep coming back. I mean, 
Okay. Um, I guess I'm nice to look at at the front of the class. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this guy, yeah. Sometimes. Wow. sometimes He's very humble. So pretty much, what you're training people is not only physical fitness, you're training them mental fitness and resilience. The basis of my class is not about any kind of, it's not about weight loss or muscle gain or anything like that. It's fitness. Really and truly, my private class in the evening, that's my workout. I invite you to come to my workout. And my class notice is like rain, sun, sleet or snow. I gonna be there for class. Yes, and you could come you could come or not. I gonna have class. If it's me alone. So if you want to come and work out with me, come. If you don't come to work out with me, I'm going to work out. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm not gonna run here down. I wanna tell you this is the workout, this is what we do in whatever. And you can come or you can not come. It's gonna be hard every day. The point of it is to be hard. If a whole class ever tell me class is easy, I will go man cry. I tell you straight up. The class not gonna be easy. Plenty of people get scared and get intimidated and whatever and whatever. I don't want them clients. First of all, you have to be mentally strong enough to come. Anybody could do the class. My mother's come to the class every day. That is true. And it's not like I don't know taskmaster. If I tell you do 20 push-ups, you have to do 20 push-ups and I'm gonna stand up over here to make sure you do 20. But I know if today you could only do eight. If you keep coming to class, by next month, you'll be able to do 12. In the next two months, you'll be able to do 20. Right. Because there are plenty of people who's come to my class. The first time they come, Kerry, I can't do one push-up, you know, I don't know thing. Plenty of people who's come to my class, can't do one push-up. Two months later, they knock out push-ups. Persistence and consistency, that's all. Real simple. You know, so when you say that, because I remember the first time, you came to your class and you said, what do you do with bird piece? I said, what is bird piece thing, boy? <laughs> So I'm doing these movies and I just get feeling blood rushing <laughs> my head. He's like, I, I'm not coming back to carry classes. No, it's trying to kill me. You know, Tell them the story. Tell them the story. You know, these days, Kerry. I do both. I do before both. you go out. Before you go out. Before I go out. Before you go out. I'm going to, I'm going to the party tonight. It's Friday night. Podcast work. Before I go out, I'm doing 20, 30 burpees. Yeah. Just for fun. Just for fun. Because you kept doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that simple. I still not going to back to carry class. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has many other ways to kill you. <laughs> you see, that simple, look at that easy story. Mm-hmm. The first time he came to class, he didn't know what a burpee was, no? Boat cruise? Yeah. I come in off at us, 20 burpees. <laughs> no, try in five minutes. <laughs> That's literally what it is. I tell him, I tell him. I just see people can't do one push-up. And after two months, I watch them doing push-ups. And like, it is literally warm my heart. Yeah. I don't even, I just let them do it in class and then I just message them after and be like, you don't even know how happy I was to see you doing them push-ups. Yeah. I don't want to make all those things like, but that does make me so happy, Dred. Because it's about fitness, it's about, well, it's about my blood sugar, it's about your blood pressure, you mm-hmm. understand? You being able to run up the stairs without getting winded, you being able to take your shoes out the can, carry it up the, up the stairs, you understand? You being able to play with your child, Run around with your child, whatever, not be tired. You being able to climb under the car to, to fix a flat tire or whatever. You have that mobility. You have that flexibility to get down. Being able to jump over a fence if you need to, whatever. I don't know why. You might need to jump over a fence, whatever. But you have the strength to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you come to my class, you gain the you gain the physical strength to do all these kinds of things. And then the physical, the physical secondary for me, but you will get it. You're gonna be strong and your body gonna look good now. Like you will get it. So Come to my class, is what I say. All right, Club. excellent, excellent. Okay, okay. So, you mentioned your struggles when starting out until you know, your mom coming to you and saying, Kerry, what you're doing and all that. And I mean, look at you now. I mean, you didn't mention it, but I'll mention it for you. So, right now, you can't get five o'clock classes with this guy anymore. <laughs> oh, really? No, no, he used to have a five, he used to have a class five o'clock and a class six thirty, right? <laughs> right. He can't get five o'clock class anymore because he has a corporate client. Oh, wow. Kerry, who's your corporate client? Ah, uh, we're gonna trust corporation. I say call full circle. I was up. I don't come back. I'm up. 
Robert Clant is Aeromarine Limited. Uh, for all your shipping needs. Aeromarine. All right, big up Aeromarine. Big up Aeromarine. So when is their session? They have Tuesday, Thursdays, um, 4.30 p.m. 4.30 p.m. And you just have? You just have Monday, Wednesday, afternoon, 4.30 and you just have 6.00 a.m. to 7.00 a.m. Monday to Friday. Because I used to have a morning class too. But you also have um, personal clients, huh? Yeah, um, so I have like private clients on the weekends only for now because other than a journey week, when a lot of people want me to do personal training with them, is the times I have my group classes. So uh, unless it's like, like we say, ah, uh, Britney Spears, who could afford the, you know, to pay for, <laughs> for me to not right. go to my corporate class, I'm not going to do no personal training with you and compromise my corporate class. <laughs> so I have time during the day to do private clients, but those are also entrepreneurs who are, their time is always messy. Yeah. So nobody could ever, yeah, nobody could ever commit for more than a month, not even a month. Yeah, so it's like we go out class for two weeks and then it's like, yeah, traveling the next two weeks and damn, a meeting and this and that and so. But I don't figure out that midday thing. I'm trying to get some some housewives and things. That's the, that's the mm-hmm. market I'm trying to get at for that, that yeah. middle of the day. Um, see. All right. Okay. 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 So you're you're saying this is at a point where you know it's at least sustaining you for now. You know. You know? Yeah. Your mom I can pay to, my bills. Your mom don't need to worry yeah. anymore. I can, I, can, I can afford to pay my bills. fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice for your listeners out there? For example, your mom, three kids, you work in a full-time job. You want to be fit, but your objection is you have no time. What advice do you have for people like that? Or even just a busy, busy professional. Anybody who's just too busy to have time to work out like me. <laughs> First of all, they're never too busy. It's really about your priorities. You know that already. You could find, you could always find time. You know what it is? I understand everybody had to make money. Everybody had to do their job. Everybody had to go to work. But if your health is deteriorating, you're not going to be able to go to work. No. I don't say you had to come to my class. I don't care. You know what it is? The more people that are being fit into fitness, going to wherever, gyms, other classes, spin class, running, whatever. Zumba. Zumba. <laughs> the more people are doing that in general, the better for me. Everybody, I can't come, everybody can't come to my class. I don't want everybody to come to my class because that's constant thing and everybody can handle that and I don't want to have to deal with anybody who too touchy and whatever. Anyway. So you're cussing your mom in the class too? I well, you know, I said that. But you can always squeeze some time and you have to do it now. And you're not going to be mandated to do it because you get sick. Or you could do it a little bit on your own. It's up to you. Very true. You understand? So you can't just be going to work all the time. You're smoking cigarettes. You ain't doing nothing. Take a sweat. Your friends have a sweat something, basketball, tennis, football, whatever, cricket. Get a sweat sometime during the week, on the weekends, whatever. Walk around your neighborhood, do something, you have small kids, take the shoulder, push it around. I know it's real hard for people to motivate themselves and things sometimes too. But, you know, find somebody, find a trainer, whatever. Do what you have to do because you, ha- you have to take care of yourself now. I have two economics and business degrees. And it's like, when I was even a job in your trust, the vice president, he watched me like I was crazy. He was like, in this economy, like, you're going to try and do something on your own? Brave boy. <laughs> but, like, you had to do it, Jansan, because I couldn't just be there and exist anymore. It's something that you have to do. And, right, oh, why I bring up the degrees now? Because you had to look at the industries that are of the future, and thing that so it's like green energy, right? So I have my green energy scene on the yeah, side. I want to talk about that a little and bit. Health and fitness is something that is very vital now and going forward now. So it's like it's not a new industry, but you know, it's like more people kind of recognizing the importance of it now, yeah. So, so I think it's a good time to, to be in it now, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, even though. Like when my mother come to me in my room, daddy thing is like, all these things I think about already now. It's gonna happen. It's just that people just to know about it a little bit more. It's priorities. Like it, it will end up being your main priority if you ignore it for too long. It's your choice. Like, 
And I'm begging you to come to my class. I want you to do something. Because if you're doing something, your friend might want to do something too. Mm. And he might be able to go where you're going, but he can come to my class. Yeah, I mean, that's very fair. That's very fair. You know, he's not saying you have to come to his class or yeah. anything. You know, Just do something, stay active. You know, and keep yourself healthy. Because, I mean, I think you, when you said you, you do you some, some kind of um, kickboxing, self-defense kind of um, yeah. craft. Yeah. No, what was that about? Like Krav Maga. Krav Maga. It's like Krav Maga. Self-defense. Ooh. That's really young. Yeah. That's really training. Yeah. Like good thing. Yeah, that's why I'm going to come and I'm making time for yourself to take care of She told me that. And you should too. That's something. So we could knock somebody off in three seconds. No, I, I didn't knock anybody <laughs> Oh, let me move. <laughs> move all the way from that. Just in case. But what it does is that it kind of makes you aware that, you know, people, especially women, tend to walk around with and they say, you know, I have pepper spray, I have a knife. But when you do a class like that, you realize even having those things without the knowledge, it's absolutely makes no sense. Okay. Yeah. So basically what it does is teaches you how to use your body to create distance, mm-hmm. basically for your preservation of your protection. Oh, so what creates this? Oh, so it's not yeah. actually about attacking. No, it's basically how do you save yourself if somebody attacks you when you're backed into a corner? How do you protect yourself if somebody comes at you aggressively or has in a choke wow. Things like that. Like, if you come out your car and you're going to be jumped, like, what do you do? Do you tell them, hey, don't come in my car? Or do you try to draw for a knife that you can't use? Or, <laughs> you know, basically what it says is either you calm the aggressor or you create as much distance between you and them as possible. It shows you how to do that. Interesting. So, is that very young? Energy intensive, is it? Yeah. Is it like all in fitness? Yeah. Well, I don't know what all in fitness sounds like. Does uh, it involve any boobies? And yeah. It, yeah, it involves everything. Because you have to be fit. You have to be fit. So Quick. the instructor makes you run about two miles to warm up. Nice. That okay. kind of thing, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, Kerry, one more time. I see a young professional, right? He's in his office. He's, he's fed up with his job. He's tired. He's working. He just knows he's doing it to pay bills. He has an idea. He wants to, he wants to test out, but he's scared. What kind of advice you have for that guy? So, as I said, like, I started off my thing on a weekend. But for me, that wasn't even, like, a test, eh? That wasn't an intentional test. Like, that was before I even conceptualized that I want to be a fitness trainer. I just used to do it. And it, it was good now. People used to come out. I used to do it, like, once a month, I think. I would say you could start doing it, like, on a weekend or based on what it is. Start doing it any night time or whatever. You can kind of dip your toe in the in the water. I don't necessarily like to tell people that you have to leave what you're doing to do what you're doing, right? That's me. That's my thing. I agree. I you understand? Yeah. That don't necessarily have to be you. It have plenty of people who make that work. You're doing your corporate. You're doing your thing on your side. If necessarily, you keep it as a thing on your side. You know, you do it only for a couple hours a day or a couple hours a week or whatever. But in more instances than I have seen, when you jump fully into that thing, it's better because like swimming, it's like if you when you jump in and you have no safety net, you're, you're either gonna die, literally die, or you're going to get to the show. And you're gonna fight real hard to get to the show if you're fully in there. You're gonna real fight. You're gonna real, I still fighting, I fighting, I fighting. Only my nose out of the water right now. <laughs> yes, man. I can breathe. I can, at least I can get some air. My nose out of the water right now. I, I smell in the show. So I continue to fight now. No, I was drunk in. Like, I was drunk in. I was drunk in. But I refuse to drunk. I refuse to die. Right. I was drunk in, but I refuse to die. Because right. I keep fighting now. So you have no inhibitions now. It's like, you have to know that what you're doing is going to work. If you leave your corporate job, it have people who... They don't like the job. They find the job is nonsense. Their boss is crap, whatever. But they ain't have an idea what they want to do. Yeah. They ain't have an idea what they're good at. They, ain't have a, they just want to leave now. For me, it's like, yo, chill. Don't leave. Work with what you have right now. Keep that job. Your first thing is, figure out what the hell you want to do. Figure out something. Yeah. Right? Figure out that something. Start making a plan. Work out how it's going to work. Work out exactly how you think you're going to make money. It ain't going to, it ain't going to be like that. It's never going to go out how you, how you write it down and whatever. But you need to have that idea of how that's going to work for you. You need to have a plan B of that. You need to have a plan A1 of where your plan is. You need to have a plan A2. You need to have a plan A3. You need to have a plan B2. You need to have a plan C. You need to know that it could work now. 
if you really decide to jump all in. Sorry, it's real metaphors now. Yeah. It's like, it's the drowning and then it's like jumping off a cliff. Have a parachute, pack it. When you jump, it ain't going to open. I'm going into my little Steve Harvey here. Go ahead, go ahead. you real good. The parachute ain't going to open. And going back to the same thing as that, say the meme that said it might take 10 years for you to have that one year that change your life. It ain't going to open one time. You might, you might catch it and you might be lucky. It might open it yeah. as you jump away. You might be lucky. If you're lucky, I'm fair. But know that the thing going to open as soon as you jump. You might get real close to the ground before it open. But you ought to know that you packed that parachute. And you ought to know that once you keep pulling on that thing, it's going to come out now. Because you know you packed that parachute. You know what you have in there. You know that in the middle, in the middle of the jump, you can go in there and change up that parachute. And if you need to, you know, if your business ain't going anywhere, you need to go and you need to try something else, whatever. Try something else, you understand? Repack the parachute, whatever. And keep pulling on it. You gotta keep pulling it. Keep working on that parachute until, until it open. You understand? So every time you pull and it then open, take it off your back, check it again. Check back everything. Change where you to change, put it back on, pull again. Oh, this sounds dangerous. Yeah, no, it's dangerous. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's really dangerous. It's real high risk. It's real high risk. But is it worth it? Uh, the thing, for right now, I don't know. Because rap people just want me to, like, talk. Like, yeah, you have your business, something like that. And it's like, dog, I am struggling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you're such a motivation and inspiration to me, dog. I am not doing great. You understand? Know I get, I'm telling you, plain. But... I know my parachute go and open I pull it on it, I check in it again. I pull it on it, I check in it again. I know too many stories of it opening. Yeah, yeah. And I know what I put in that parachute real good. So I know it go open. You understand? Nike might pick up on me. Sign up to a contract. <laughs> Easy sailing. You understand? <laughs> it might be Nike. Mm-hmm. I might be an next two corporate rock, whatever. You understand? I get a little windy. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's always go. But you had to keep working on that parachute and keep pulling on it. Well, hopefully, people listening to this podcast <laughs> might be interested, you know. Their corporation might call you, yeah? see if they are, you're not too busy for them. <laughs> so, let's talk next steps. You know, what is the next steps for All In? All right, I need, I want to get my own facility. That's next steps future kind of thing. Right. That could be next year. I could exactly. catch a link with something. That could be next three years, whatever. But that's something that definitely needs to happen. I need to get some other instructors. What I want the company to do, I can't do everything now. Like, I want us to be able to train, have a session going on in town, have a session going on in the east, have a session going on in the south, have a session going on in Tobago. So you're hiring? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking. But it will be hard for me to find people and uh, know that because it had to be of a certain quality now. It had to be tight. You understand? It had to be tight. And... I don't necessarily want the, the company to get too big. I don't want to, like, I'm trying to blight it. I want it to be able to be managed and be tight and have a consistent product. And if it gets too big, it will be too hard to manage that now. Manage the brand. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so other people to do classes on my behalf is something that I want coming. So, like, I have my corporate classes. I have my... Basic body weight class in the evenings. This is more like short term things. I'm trying to get like, let me say, a, a housewives group for like a nine o'clock class, an elderly group for like a lunchtime class. All those things are things that I could do now. Those things could happen in zero to one month kind of thing. Right. So that's next. After that would be getting other instructors to do classes in other places. After that would be to have at least my own one, at least one of my own facility to, you know, do things like that. Um, other than that, in terms of having a, having a fitness event of my own, that's something I want to do. But, so like I go to a lot of different fitness events with a team or individual and stuff. Um, we usually do very well. I don't want to beat my chest no more because I've done. Oh, your chest is too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little sore. <laughs> Trophies. So I want to do, do my own event, but it had to be, my event had to be epic now. Right. So, like, I have, the, I have the idea. Hopefully, it could happen in 2018. Because real people ask me about it and tell me to do it. But that had to be on my terms. I do, like, events as well. So, if you're having, like, a a, burn, a corporate burnout. Right. Um, right. You know, I did the 5K warm-up for, for Scotiabank. 
big up um, Ultimate Events, the managers for that event. So that kind of stuff as well. Sports days, I'm managing the games and thing. I did one this year. I have one already booked for next year. So I have a team that would do corporate events and things like that. Right, I think um yeah yeah you're motivated <laughs> you're motivated right? you wanna you wanna join no, all in you wanna go I'm all in no I ain't even do one boop yet <laughs> I am sure one boop yet yeah we're trying to avoid his boopies tonight but that's what <laughs> okay so Kerry um before we move on to the uh, other episode we're gonna talk about your other businesses where can the listeners find you if they want to go all in with you or if they wanna take some mentorship from you. <laughs> The Instagram, the Instagram and the Facebook is All In Fitness TT. Don't forget the TT. There's another All In Fitness regular. So All In Fitness TT. Mm-hmm. Search for that on social media. The email is same, allinfitnessTT at gmail.com. The website will be All In Fitness TT because allinfitness.com is very expensive. All In Fitness TT, not so much. Uh, so I'm going to secure that domain because my boy Kevin has... Taught me about foreign <laughs> domain names. Very important. I will get on it soon. So, uh, excellent. Podcast will stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to talk about Carrie's event businesses, Open Circle and Green Circle. 